All right. Awesome. Let's start this podcast the right way as we <laughs> messed up and realized that scheduling doesn't work how it should work. So we're going to do it like this from now on so that you won't see it in advance, but it will be there at 11 every day. Yeah, there'll just be a reminder saying starts at 11 o'clock. No live stream advance. Just be ready for 11 ish, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it won't be on YouTube. Like you'll see it on Twitter. Like I'll be tweeting on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, and Facebook, stuff like that. So you'll see it then. Um, I guess the first thing we need to talk about is this round of the playoffs that just passed. Oh, man. Oh, man. A lot of crazy games. Uh, some surprises, it. I think, for sure. Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. I, I think I just hate the Astros the most. You know, they kind of helped me out, though. But, uh, well, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think anyone really likes the Astros. Uh, I think that'll probably reflect in this week's worth of betting. But uh, I think we get to see. So. <laughs> yeah, it prob- probably will. I mean, it has been reflected in the past couple weeks of betting, and yet it hasn't gotten results. Yeah. Um, well, we got to start off with uh, the Yankees and the Rays, The I would say the best series to watch. 100%, um, yeah. The only one that went to Game 5. Um, Rays ended up winning in 5. That was good for him. He, won in f- he got it in 4. Uh, I said Yankees in 4, so I only got 2 points. Poor me. Cry. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, oh, so sad. There's more rounds to come. Uh, I think that series is honestly probably one of the most entertaining series to watch this whole postseason. Just like, aside from the fact that I actually went five, uh, it wasn't a sweep like, you know, in the in the NL. But I think that it was really cool to see how like Judge and Stan actually stepped up for once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and hopefully they uh, can stay not injured Yeah. because their contracts are going to be looked at as some of the worst contracts of all time if they can't stay off the IL. Yeah, literally. It seems like they're spending more time like injured than actually playing for their team. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't get the win, but I mean, I think you're seeing a possible Yankees team that could be really good in the future. Yeah, they need just like one or two more pieces. I think yep. starting pitching is where they really need something. And it's not to say that they need more people for relieving, but because they, they have some of the best players in the league in relieving, but they just had a terrible year yeah, all combined. For sure. I think that uh, obviously some key pieces are missing. Uh, it only takes usually that one or two player to really like contribute to the team. Uh, I think their pitching overall is one of the strongest in the league. You know, you got Garrett Cole, they signed uh, ridiculous contract. Uh, oh, yeah, and Tanaka sure. is still good. I Playoff Tanaka, becoming... although he had oh. a terrible, he had a terrible game this, this for series. Sure. Yeah. I think that, I think he's coming a free agent this offseason, anyways. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the Yankees seem to have infinite money. So, uh, it'll work out for him in the he'll end. He'll sign someone. Oh yeah. Um, I want to comment on one of the, I think the best parts of game five was uh, I love hating on the pirates, not because I don't like the pirates, but just because uh, Braden likes the pirates. So obviously I'm going to hate on his team. Of course. Um, but the funny thing about it was that game five, both of the starting pitchers, Tyler Glasnow for the Rays and Garrett Cole for the Yankees were both pirates and now they're aces. Yep. They weren't nearly as good as they are now when they were with the pirates. And then the guy who hit the the uh, game-winning home run, Mike Brousseau, on the Rays, is also a former Pirate. So it's funny yeah. to see that the Pirates create good players. They just can't but, develop them. But not while they're there. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like, you know, you get a change of scenery. You know, everyone says it's a change, change of scenery. And it's like, a lot of people don't believe that. It's like, this is shown throughout over and over and over. You have three Pirates players. And, okay, the Pirates... I think we can all say are not a good team by any means at all. Oh, no, um, definitely not. And I, I think that, you know, it's all about the environment. You know, they feel comfortable, better coaching staff, you know, better history with the Yankees. Um, <laughs> uh, better lighting. 
Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, it's all about the environment too. You know, your playmakers. Uh, it's all about emotion. And if you're excited to play for a team, you know, you're gonna play it better. You're gonna play to your like your teammates' skill. You're gonna play up. And the Pirates, if you're a mediocre team, you're really going to play mediocre. There's not going to be the ambition to really step up and play good. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it's it's funny to see now that they they were once a great team. You know, they would – I think some of them were on the team back when, like, McCutcheon got his MVP. Yeah. They, you know, they had some good seasons there, but then – But it was only, like, flopped. one or two players. Though. Like, McCutcheon was unbelievable, you know. Like, yeah, one of the yeah. fielders probably in the league at the time. And then, oh, yeah. you know – He's kind of cycle around through some teams now, and you just don't hear about him anymore. Maybe it was because he was the, the only good player on the Pirates. You know, you hear Josh Bell. I mean, he's a good player, but, like... Had a bad year this year. Right, but, like, that's the only player you really hear from Pittsburgh. For but sure. Unfortunate for them. And it's funny, too, because the the Rays with both their players, and they also got, although he was injured, Austin Meadows, who right. was their all-star last year yep. uh, from the Pirates. It's kind of impressive because they were all gotten in one trade that was considered one of the worst trades for the pirates because they got chris archer he was um he was good at the time in the for the race but i think that was just tropicana field yeah okay so tropicana field i feel like is such like it either makes a player great or horrendous and i oh, think yeah. that seems through so many series um i loved chris archer when he was playing for tampa i thought he was an ace i was excited to see where his career going he was young he was upcoming and then you just don't hear about him anymore he's just no. one of those players because he's done he's done yeah, some players are just known for certain teams, and you know, as soon as they're gone, it's like you kind of forget about them. Not because they're bad, it's just because they're not. They just aren't the same. It's like not the same surrounding. They have the same emotion. You know, sometimes routine is not meant to be break. Well, that's kind of like um, as we were just talking about Andrew McCutcheon, he's right? Like, he, where he's now on the Phillies. I don't. Yeah. Like I don't think of him as a Philly. I think of him as a Pirate. And yeah. now that he's on the Phillies, I don't even know he's there. He doesn't really make an impact. I think he's also in the shadows of you know like. Uh, some other players on the team, uh, it's, it's kind of hard for him to develop anymore. Plus, he's getting older. Contract isn't reflecting what he's doing. No. Um, you know, I think he's just going to die off one day and everyone's going to forget he even retired, unfortunately, for the guy. Yeah. Not literally die off. Don't worry. That's yeah. Not, no. We don't mean literally. <laughs> um, yeah. That, it's pretty sad. Um, okay. So, next series was the Houston and Oakland series, <laughs> which... <laughs> If you can remember, I bet Oakland in four. That he was very confident in that. I guy. was very confident. I was confident in his bet too, but and I was fully prepared to get my full nine points. But look at me, I got four because I got the four right. Houston won, and I hate that. Yeah, if you remember, I just threw out. Okay, so it's kind of a gut feeling, you know. Houston, I don't know what was down here. They kicked a couple trash cans or whatever to get the win, but. I, I just felt it, you know, it was one yeah. of those impulse decisions. You know, I was so confident in Oakland winning where I was like, the only way I'm going to make up points is I'm not going to just pick a different game. I'm like, you know, let's just throw in Houston. You know, you never know. It's the playoffs. Literally anything can happen. And something happened. You know, Carlos Correa has been playing unbelievable. Yeah. And, and Altuve all of a sudden got yeah, good again. All, these players are coming back from like their World Series team. And it's like they're starting to play good again. It's getting kind of scary. But well, how far they move on, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So he ended up getting a perfect nine points, which is very depressing. But uh, oh, no, that's smiling pretty good. That'll be a, that'll be a recurring theme for this this <laughs> round of betting. Oh yeah. Um, Oakland didn't really step up, but I knew from the start that they didn't have the starting pitching. But no. I mean, Houston has their their number one pitcher uh, left, Cole. Right. Then they had their number two pitcher go out for Tommy John 
like he really, really tried to make sure that he could get in, and then he never did. He got injured after I think it was the first start in like with two innings or something like that. And then he's, you know, reporters were saying, "Oh, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be out for the season." He's like, "No, it's only a strain. I'll be back in like three to four weeks." And then like six or seven weeks later, he's like, "Okay, I'm going yeah. for Tommy John." So. So lots to learn. This is the only time you trust reporters. When it comes to injuries, I guess they're new doctors. Um, you know, usually a player can tell how they're feeling, but at the end of the day, you always want to be optimistic, especially a guy at his level. He uh, wants to come back. It's He's depressing. Contributing though. to a good team. Uh, it sucks. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I thought Oakland just came out flat. Yeah. You know, there is no spark to their team. Houston came out full of emotion. Um, they they were they had nothing to lose because they were not projected to win at all. You have like a number two seed Oakland. They had no just, pressure. Yeah, literally, there was, Houston was just coming out to play for fun. They were not expected to win. And you know, after the first couple of games, I'm like, Oakland's gonna win. Oh, sorry, um, Houston's gonna win. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I watched the last couple of games too. Um, I don't know. Houston just started to lay it on them, and yeah. there was just no fight in Oakland at all. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Uh. I was mentioning there, it's kind of sad because uh, now that Justin Verlander has his Tommy John, right, he might be done. Yeah, I know. It's he's also one of those players I'll never see as a Detroit um, unbelievable pitcher. I was fortunate enough to see him play um, back many years ago, uh, and he is one of those players you watch in his prime. He's like you know this guy's going to go down. Definitely a Hall of Famer. I don't think there's any question in that. Uh, it sucks to see him go out like this, especially with a team he's not really known for. But I mean. At the end of the day, he had an unbelievable season. Or sorry, guess, he had an unbelievable career. Um, good for him. Hopefully, see him in the Hall of Fame. I would say. I guess some of those, uh, some of the fans who haven't been watching baseball for as long, definitely would say they know him for Houston. He's yeah. only been there for a couple of years, but uh, definitely has been dominant there. You do some research then if you see him for Houston, especially that team. Detroit is where he sh- like. Yeah, he sh- he shined. It was that it, was that's Verlander. But then it's funny to think because you know we look back, he's he was Detroit. You look back, David Price was Detroit. I don't see him in any other jersey than in Detroit. Yep. Other than maybe Red Sox, but just because he was like a meme of how bad he was in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, as Jays fans, I would I would want to see David Price as a Jay, but like, that's not reasonable at no, all. No, he was he there for won. half the season. Yeah, and he only played good for maybe – he played good for his first game and then I don't know about the rest. It wasn't it – was definitely nothing. didn't live up to the hype. Definitely but, a Detroit guy. Boston, it was just kind of a joke. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then – and then you think of the third guy in that amazing stable of a starting pitching lineup in Max Scherzer. You don't think of him yeah. as a Detroit Tiger. No, not at all. You know, he, he's a national, right? 100%. You know, just one of those guys where that's where you shun and it should be left at that. You know, that's who you're known for. You know, a lot of players, they just get good in one city. And, and then know, it's never the same. Yeah, like it's, it's all about your environment. It comes down to like really small things too. It's like you wake up. You know, like you say you you're in you play for the Dodgers, right? You wake up and you know you see the ocean. It's like they already put you in a good mood. Where you're up in like yeah. Detroit and you all of a sudden you see someone get stabbed outside. It's like that's a great <laughs> way to start your day. Like yeah, there's a lot of little things people don't understand. That but really, hey, to some people that might make them happy, so they start the day. Could going. be an aggression. I don't know. Some players got some weird uh, weird routines that yeah, just, who knows? Just go without saying. Um, Dodgers. Yeah, we didn't. Um, we don't think we expected any sweeps this no. round at all. And there was no. Two. You expected one. You oh, expected one. And yeah, it okay. did happen. Um, uh, a little foreshadowing, I guess. Uh, not really. Now you can easily tell which one it was. Um, 
Yeah, the Dodgers swept in three. I did not see that coming even slightly. I thought the Padres were going to, they were the second best team. Although they had like the fourth or fifth seed, they were the, I consider them the second best team in the NL, possibly yeah. in the league. Um, you know, I would, I would put them above Tampa uh, yeah. just because uh, Tampa's just all around okay, whereas the Padres have been just all around amazing. Right. Um, it's also a boomer bust kind of team. You know, Tatis played at probably fantastic. This whole postseason, I was really impressed with him uh, to see him develop. Probably was San Diego or yeah, the Padres for like the rest. Uh, I think that he'll develop into an outstanding player. Yeah, it's kind of upsetting that they didn't make it further because they definitely were a team that could have, should have, and would have right. had they not met the Dodgers. the Dodgers. Yeah, it's just but. unfortunate like that. I definitely would have seen them in the final, like the NL championships. Um, whatever, I guess it's gonna be either Atlanta. or We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and with this betting for the last round, um, he bet the Dodgers in four, and I bet the Padres in five. So he got seven again, like the same with the Rays and Yankees. Um, and I got a measly one point <laughs> because I bet the Padres in five. Um, that was very disappointing for me. It is what it is. It I think is the Dodgers are just... You know, I think the Padres are probably the best team to go in, go up against the Dodgers. And if they're the best team to go up against them, like, what are they going to do for the rest of this postseason? Like, yeah. the Dodgers are insanely good. They don't – when I see who they have left to face, they don't have, in my mind anyway, anybody incredibly tough along their way. No, maybe maybe Tampa. But, like, again, Tampa was just all around good. I think it's – Safe to say, in my World Series predictions, the Dodgers. Yeah, I, I feel that too. It's just a matter of what we think the games are going to be, which is going to yeah. be tough. Well, that's a couple rounds. Well, it's another round or so into it. Um, yeah. Miami and Atlanta. Yeah, that one was also upsetting. Um, although it was very impressive for both of us because we knew from the start that Atlanta was going to kick Miami's ass. Yeah. That was going to happen. It, it there The fact that they shut them out, I think it was complete it was either completely or there were they had one game where they had two runs miami did yeah miami just doesn't really have an offense to put together they were kind of an outlier didn't really i don't know they weren't really a team that really compete against a team like atlanta especially with the cunha um I, atlanta against the dodgers should be interesting oh yeah i think that some key players really need to step up for atlanta especially Acuna. and then the dodgers gotta have you know playoff kershaw the garbage playoff curse has to come back for which Atlanta. he's been good. This yeah, which year. yeah, exactly. Which he's been good. So it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be definitely a lot easier to um, imagine the Dodgers getting further. They got Mookie Betts now, which is a huge in, upgrade, intense upgrade. And then you know Kershaw's pitching incredibly. I hate the one thing that I really don't like because so their relieving pitching has been a lot better this year than it has been in recent years, especially in the postseason. However, the, them trading Kenta Maeda for Brusadar Gratterall, which was a starter for a reliever, right. was a poor choice, I think, especially because Kenta Maeda had a dominant year this year with the Twins. It was a friggin' ridiculous year. It would have been great for them to have a third starter, especially where they already lost Hyunjin Ryu. Right. So, they, I mean, they got Dustin May. They got uh, Goslin. Bueller. Um, yeah, Bueller's fantastic. He's yeah. definitely number one. Yep. Um, I mean, he's starting game one, so it's... Yeah, and then Kershaw, too. Should be, I don't know, those two pitchers, it, if it has to go the distance and you have to bring one of those back in, 
Uh, I think that is they're well more capable of doing that, but I don't think that Atlanta's going to really send them too far. I don't think they'll need to. But well, let's put her down. Yeah. Uh, our, well, hold on. Next round. One last part. Sure. Uh, we ended up betting, so he got right. uh, Atlanta in three. They won in three, so he got another nine series. Um, so he ended up getting 32 of 36 points. He only got four points off, so that means he only got one point off of uh, the series with the Dodgers because he bet one game more than it was, and then one game with the Rays and Yankees because he bet one game less. Right. So he has a coffee. Well, a coffee of some previous rounds. Again, yes. another and, couple more. And lined yeah, up. a coffee, a couple more lined up. Actually, and... it was supposed to be an extra one, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That that was kind of bad. So I decided to make a half dumb bet. Uh, it was uh, pretty dumb. It was pretty dumb in hindsight, but um, the Astros pitching in game four was Granky, and he pitched less than five innings. But I had bet him before the game started, like half an hour before that he would be injured by the end of the game or within the next day or two. Uh, I, I bet that because during the series, I would imagine he would be either the number one or number two, but they didn't pitch him because he had arm soreness. So I was like, okay, they keep pushing him back. He's finally pitching. Although the day before he literally said he's in pain. Right. So well, was just... I suspected there was going to be enough pain that he was either not going to pitch or if he did pitch that he was going to get injured. Yeah, and when he went down after four and two thirds, I was like, I was getting a little nervous. I got a text yeah. and he was saying that he's like, Yeah, he's done. I'm like, Oh no. Well, we'll just wipe off one of the coffees he owes me from the previous round. And then I saw, you know, no update, uh, no, no, no update. No <laughs> and Ma- it's like, there, sick. Th- technically, there still could be something, but I doubt there will be because possibly in this series, they'll be like, He's not pitching due to whatever. But right. I doubt that's going to happen. I think you've got this one pretty locked up. Yeah. But um, I'll, uh, it was a pretty dumb bets, you know, a little sportsman like you didn't have to owe me no coffee for that one. But, yeah, uh, and I've lost two rounds in a row, which is pretty bad because usually usually my bets aren't terrible. Last year I had, if you look at my video on this channel from further back, my last year's bet for the postseason was nearly immaculate. It was it's amazing. scary accurate. <laughs> it was really good. Um, so on to the next round, I suppose. Where would you like to start? Well, we should probably start with... Uh, talking about we changed the points a little bit. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. The points kind of got confusing this round. Not that it really affects it a whole lot. Um, but we decided to tone down how many points we get by just a little bit and switch it so that getting the exact number of games is worth more than getting the team. Right. Only by one, but it's still enough for something. So I have it so that correct team, I got it here, uh, correct team. Uh, you'll get three points. If you get the correct number of games, you get four points. So you can get a maximum of seven points for a round uh, for every game off. So if you're one game off, then you only get two points for that one rather than the four. If you get two games off, then you get one point. And if you get the dreaded three points off, which would only happen if you bet four games and it was seven, or if you bet seven, Vice versa, four, yeah. then you will lose a point because you suck. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what series would you like to start at? I am definitely going to start with the Rays and Astros. That and one... uh, losers pick first, and we have a common trend here, so I'll let him go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suck. Um, oh, also, <laughs> I guess the uh, the prize you'll you guys will see it next uh, podcast. He won a flag. He won a Dodgers flag, and it'll be across the wall. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so. Yeah, we changed that from the uh, shot glasses we initially had. Um, you know, we expected, a, I think they were like $4 each. So then there would have been four of them. But then they're like, they were out of stock and then it was like, Fifteen dollars for like one of them. It was, it was really stupid. It was it was really odd. So uh, we just figured, you know, we'll just do one thing and we'll make it. Yeah, it was reason, it was pretty much the same price anyway. So and this way, it's a little bit more like prominent, I guess. You need to be able to see it. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be across kinda, the back wall. Kind of ruins the idea of breaking a shot glass of the Astros, though. That would have been fun. Yeah, I'm sure we can find an excuse to still. Oh do yes, that. <laughs> I'm sure we can find that excuse. So I'm gonna say uh, raisin six. I think that I think the Astros are still gonna give them a decent fight. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think, yeah, they're going to win in six. I don't like this. That was going to be my bet, too. I'm not taking Houston again. I don't think that that's reasonable at all. Um, it doesn't feel reasonable, but then once it becomes reality, then we're all going to hate ourselves. I don't ourselves. like it. Oh, man. We're all going to hate ourselves in the end. So, yeah, no. I definitely think – I'm thinking Rays. Um, I don't want to say seven, but do I want to say five? I don't know. Oh, this this one's tough. It's like does Correa still play good? It's like and does Altuve know. and does you know? Yeah, there's some serious players. I'm and gonna take. They, and then they got some random mm. pitching. Like, has anybody heard of Framber Valdez or Lance McCullers Jr. before this year, or even just the year before that? Right. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna take Raisin Five because I don't think that the Houston Magic. Houston Magic. Oh, Houston Magic. Up. I was like, Houston Magic. <laughs> no, no, it's not a combination of Orlando. Don't yeah, worry. I was going to say, are we doing basketball now? No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know if it holds up. I think, you know, on, on, this is such a blind bet. I wanted to say Raisin 6 so bad. And then I was like really contemplating Raisin 7. I was actually too. I was looking at, um, I think Mike Petrello put out a um, an article and it said that he bets Raisin 7. Or no, hold on. No, he bet Raisin 5. Um the other series, he bet in seven. I don't believe that either. But um, you know, yeah, he said in seven, and I'm like, eh. yeah. I think I think seven's a bit lengthy for this one. I don't think they're, oh, man, they're. It's kind of it's not evenly matched, but like it also is though because it's yeah. like if Houston plays good, then then they're even all of a sudden. But like, and they have been, but then it's like regular Houston's. I don't know. Well, now it's no longer. Um, what was it? It's no longer in Minute Maid. Were they in Minute Maid? I, no. They were in um they were in Dodgers Stadium. I don't think they're in there anymore. I think they're in um, Globe Life. All right, yeah. So it'll be a deeper field. Um, that'll be very helpful for the Rays because they're much much better at doing uh just like regular base hits um and you know doubles, uh, infield singles stuff like that than the yeah. Houston Astros are. Like the trend, consistency is key. Tampa, I think I think we've abused that term throughout these this third episode oh, yes, here for sure. Uh, I think Tampa really examples that you know they're probably the most consistent team in the league and oh, they're yeah. not being paid much like they're which sucks for them but i mean whatever. yeah i think that some of these players coming in are gonna ask for a serious contract upgrade after this and some other team run. will give it the rays won't give it yep go to yankees or the dodgers <laughs> yeah. side where the players go to die um and get like their huge payouts probably some season players going over there oh yeah but I think Tampa, if they want to win, this is the year to do it. I mean, oh, yeah. if they can get through Houston and mentally prepare for the Dodgers, if they get in Kershaw's head in Game Two, I think they can get that game locked up. Uh, locked up. Uh, Bueller, it's not. It's hard to get in his head. It's he's hard good. though because this year he's been a little bit more dominant. He's yeah. had a little bit better of a time. Um, I don't know if that's going to uh, show in 
in this postseason. It hasn't so far, but you know, we got to cross our fingers that he ends up being okay. Um, so then your series here, Dodgers, the Dodgers and, and Braves. Braves. Ooh. I got Dodgers winning. I think that's pretty safe. And then I don't, it's definitely not going seven. I don't think it'll be a sweep between five and six. And I feel like whatever one I pick, you're just going to do the other. Uh, that would probably be a good bet. Um, <laughs> pro- well, it depends. Yeah. You know, the Dodgers, I'm going to take them five. You're going to take them at five? Team of five, purely because of how well they played against the Padres. Padres are a good team, and they swept them. I don't think they'll sweep Atlanta. I think it'll be close. Though. It'll be pretty damn close. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say in six. Um, pretty safe. Had you said in six, I would have chosen in seven, because I do think Atlanta's got far more fight in them than the Padres do. That's why I gave one game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Padres, the only reason that I think the Padres series is kind of hard to excuse. It it was hard to excuse when they lost even one game to the Cardinals. But the fact that they didn't win any against the Dodgers, I think is strongly a factor of they don't have their top two starters. Right. They're missing the biggest part of their game. And so, you know, who, who are they left to use? They got Zach Davies as their number two. <laughs> they got... Uh, who is their number one? Oh goodness, I cannot remember. But they're not using, you know, their best players because they can't. Right. So it's it's kind of unfair to think that you know they're gonna make it. Yeah. So it seems like for this series, I guess this round, this is an important round. This is not like a cheap round. Um, it seems like we both have the same teams. It's literally separated by one game. I think I'm one ahead on both. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. You say five in both, and I say in six for both. Yeah. All right. Let's hope for some early exits then. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's gonna be interesting. I think this postseason, it's gonna be tight. These series. I think the Rays and uh, I think their series is gonna be a bit more. Yeah. Oh, the, definitely. The Dodgers. Uh, I don't know. The Rays have a good matchup against Houston, and I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And I mean. Dodgers in Atlanta, that one's going to be really interesting to see because, um, I mean, Atlanta got uh, pummeled by the Cardinals last year, and they, right. but then they decided to make some very big upgrades. You know, they got some new bullpen uh, guys, and they got um, – I think they got a guy in the outfield. I can't remember. But nonetheless, then all these guys started to do great in, like, September and October. You know, you got Freeman, who's – He's definitely going to be the MVP in the NL. I yeah. I can't see it any other way. Um, and you got you know you got Acuna. Uh, Albies didn't have as great of a year, but he's still good defensively, so that's good enough. You know, Duvall, Swanson. Um, they have a pretty loaded team. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just you know I don't think it's enough to say it's lo- more loaded than the Dodgers. No, the Dodgers just you know Mookie Betts is just on another level. Yeah, I think it's. You know, I think one of the biggest payout contracts. I think realistically, only a couple like huge, like insane contracts actually do justice. I think the first one is Mike Trouts. Yeah, uh, he is worth your investment. You want to surround your team. Angels good for you. Now dump pool holes and reduce some other contracts because that's not helping you. And he, oh, yeah, I know Simmons. Sure. I think Simmons is becoming a free agent this offseason too. And after his weird leave at the end of the year, I don't think he'll be coming back to LA. No. Um, the Angels, you know, good on you. And the other one, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, for sure. Very good payout. Although, I would say, uh, and this is the only argument that I have against it, is that, so he's worth a lot of money. 
for sure. He's, you know, he's a top, he's like the second best player in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. However, he's not worth the same amount of money as Trout. I don't think. And yet he's worth what more? Yeah. His, I think his contract was the highest at the time. And Trout signed, I think, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, His deal. And then what Machado got his, Harper got his, and then Betts upped his. No, I don't think – I think it's all about timing, though, too. Oh, I don't yeah, think sure. that Betts is worth more than Trout, but paying Betts what they did makes sense and paying Trout what they did makes sense. It's all about hitting the free agent market at the right time, your contract ending at the right time. You look at other sports, too, like Flacco got his MVP deal after the Super Bowl, and now he's back up in Denver. Um, he's still getting ridiculous money. Uh, it, literally, it's all about hitting like the end of your contract at the right time. Oh, yeah, for sure. What a great segue talking about trades. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the offseason that's coming up. Because, I mean, we got, what, maybe two weeks, a little over two weeks left? Yeah, a little over two weeks. A little over two weeks of postseason left. And, I mean, as great as it's been, it's going to end. So we need to start thinking about some of the free agents that are coming, who's going to, who we think is going to go where. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. Who's going to be a free agent? Because I don't know off the top of my head. I'm not that good. I know Lamahieu is becoming a free agent this offseason. You know, after coming off the batting title this year, I think his like his stock is going to go way up. Uh, if the Yankees re-sign him or not is undetermined yet. Um, uh, for him, I don't, I don't even know where he would go. Yeah. He, I, he would upgrade literally any team. It's just any team willing to pay for that. He's not a young player anymore by any means. The issue for him, I think, He's he's second baseman, right? Yes. Shortstop or second baseman. I think he's second, but we'll we'll say he's either. There's not a ton of teams that don't have at least a average to above average second baseman or shortstop. You'd be hard pressed because you know you you can go through a bunch of different divisions and they have some great guys. You know, um, the Yankees they have they have Glaber Torres they can use there. They got Gio Urshela. They got you know they got they got a bunch of other guys that they were good, so they could be put there. Uh, you know, the Jays got Bichette and they got Biggio at second and shortstop. Although, discuss that later. I think that's going to switch a little bit. Yeah. I definitely see it happening. Um, and then, you know, like the Indians, they got Francisco Lindor. Although, I'm pretty sure he's becoming a free agent either this year or next year. Yes, next year. Next year, yeah. So, he's probably just going to be a trade piece. Yeah. Lamont Hugh, I he could go to like a weird team. You know, maybe maybe Pittsburgh steps up and signs him. Who knows? Yeah. Unlikely, <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to Pittsburgh after being with the Yankees and having such an unbelievable year. I mean, the Yankees re-signing Lamahieu makes sense. I mean, I see it happening. I don't know if they have the money for it, but because we'll have to pay Judge and Stanton and all the other players. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they just seem that cut for our money. I don't, I don't know. Lamahieu is an interesting player. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I want to take a look first at some catchers. Um, they got JT Real Muto is definitely he's so he's definitely the leader of the yeah. uh, free agency as a whole. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Uh, it's going to be real tough for teams to get want to like try and get him. I'd love to see a bunch of different teams get him. A lot of teams could really use him. Um, I don't think the Phillies are going to keep him because they have a decent amount of big contracts, and now that they're going to have to pay him more because of how good he did, they're not going to do it. Um. Yeah, I think a lot of teams having a catcher is one of those positions. It's one of those like kind of dark horse. You don't really, you don't think you need it. You don't see a whole lot of catchers getting paid out. It's usually like outfielders who are really making a lot of money or even yeah. like shortstop. 
like the catcher is actually such a key position. Like it, like all the pickoffs, that's all through the catchers, all the signals, yeah, signs, being able to catch the ball, containing the ball, they're on every single pitch. You know, you think of the pitcher as almost like the quarterback to the team. But if you don't if the guy can't catch it, like it's kind of useless or block the ball. He plays such a vital role. And by having a like pretty much a shutdown catcher, yeah. It benefits all the teams. There's no team that can go well without a good catcher. I think a big issue, and I'm seeing it right here, uh, again, looking at uh, different uh, lists of the stuff, there is not a single catcher that's under the age of 30. Wow. That's a bit. That's a small issue for some teams, especially because there aren't a ton of young catchers anyway, even those that aren't going on to the free agency. Uh, I know the Jays have two really young catchers. They're both. Uh, I think they're under 25 each. Jensen McGuire? Yeah. yeah. McGuire's the younger one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But they're both pretty young. Um, Will Smith is young on the Dodgers. Um, who else is there? Jeez, there's a bunch of guys. But nonetheless, there's still not that many young catchers. And it's it's going to be a struggle for anybody to want to sign somebody that's like, say, 35. and. Yeah, you, go, you almost use them as like a development piece. Oh, yeah. You, know, you sure. go in... You might go draft heavy on catchers uh, come the draft and, you know, you get a mentor player, like a catcher, and especially a position you can ring calm. You kind of just, it's a lot of man, super amount of mental game as a catcher as well. I think that having a mentor older player could really benefit them, but then you got to pay them quite a lot of money to mentor. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. you know, there's a lot of, it's risk reward. Um, I don't know if I'm taking a chance. I'd rather spend my money in the outfield. Um, especially with a catcher who's getting older. I don't yeah, know. For sure. It's going to be interesting, especially. It's looking at uh, first base. It's kind of a tough position, uh, especially because there, there's not very many guys that are of uh, use. And that's largely because any guy that could potentially be on the market has a club option or mutual option or, you know, player option. So in the end, and they're all on like, heavy money like they're getting good money and so anybody that's good you know todd frazier not, huh. not the greatest one he's got a club option for nearly six million he's gonna say yes right away they're gonna be like if he did good which he did pretty decent they're gonna keep him you know anthony rizzo he's a perennial all-star right of course they're gonna keep him and it's still like 15 million dollars so right i don't see rizzo ever leaving the cubs nope anything anytime nope, soon. he's kind of walked up there uh, Todd Fraser is a decent player too. You know, him and Rizzo are they're not young anymore, but like they're definitely like like at the I wouldn't say they've peaked. Like I've said I think they've peaked and they're on their just on their downfall, but they're still oh, yeah. unbelievably good players. Um definitely worth the money. And if they have club options to stay with the team, <sighs> probably will remain with them. Uh who else is on the list for first? Uh we got Mitch Moreland, who was right, yeah. recently traded to the Padres. He's going to be kept 100% because not only did he have a fantastic bat year, although I don't know that he did great with the Padres while he was there for like a month. Right. Uh, he only has a 3 million club option. So that's very cheap, very easy to have. Um, it's going to be wanted. Uh, Logan Morrison, I guess he's one that you could want. Uh, Tommy LaStella, although I, not, I don't think many teams use him as a first baseman. No, it's kind of like... I think he, he's more of a, a two. Yeah, he is. He, he's one of those players. He, he's kind of like versatile you can play a, a variety of positions and like marlon all like, first base is definitely the proper play to put on him but I mean, and again you could be, be labeled there and again crazy thing nobody is under the age of 30 
Jake Lamb is the youngest at 30 years old. This is crazy. This is a wow. really old year. Um, and oh, I was going to say it's almost the same thing for second base, but not quite. Second base, I find is a lot of young players. Like Biggio was young. Uh, you look at an old team like Goins was young. Find like you know, second baseman is almost Gavin like Gavin Lux on the Dodgers. Yeah, it's almost a Alves. development for other positions at second. A yeah. lot of young guys play it. It's probably the least, I wouldn't say the least important uh, infield position, but it's definitely not super important so that the, the young guys can kind of develop there. It's kind of a, a low stress position. So that I think I think that's a good development spot. So you're going to see a lot more younger guys there. For sure. I think. Uh, so I'm going to say first that this list, uh, it's putting players in multiple positions. I'm assuming they're just the ones that can play because it does have Tommy Listella on uh, second base as well. Mm-hmm. So I would consider him second base, and that would be a great pickup for any team. Um, second base also has uh, Marvin Gonzalez as well. Um, DJ LeMayhew, he's, he'd be a decent pick. Um, you got Jonathan Scope. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great. Uh, Jerkson Profar had an awesome year. He would be awesome pick from the A's, although I believe he's probably going to stay with the A's. Most I, likely. I think the A's could really use him. The, the A's, you know, they still have a solid team. They just need, like, a couple more pieces, I think, to actually start, like, to boom and really make that World Series threat. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree. Um, and then the only other guy that's of any – I'm not saying of any good because, obviously, every MLB player is, you know, they're good just – not as good as others is Colton Wong of the Cardinals, but he has a club option for 12 and a half million. So I believe they'd probably keep that. And he's still Most pretty likely. young. He's still pretty young. So uh shortstop, we got uh Didi Gregorius because <laughs> he only signed a one year and I don't think he did very good this year. No, Gregorius, like again, he's one of those players that pretty much only sees a Yankee. Um, he's kind of cycling around. And I think that whoever picks him up, is going to get a solid player? He's quick, though, too. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to pay him a ton. No. I think this year he got paid one year $18 million or something like that. He's going to get maybe a $10 million. Yeah, it's like kind of like Curtis Granderson, too. And, you know, he kind of went through his phase. They kind of, they're similar players yeah. in the way they play. Um, they're quick guys, but like, they're definitely known for their, you know, Yankees. Um, you know, whoever picks him up next, they're going to get very much so a discount because they are getting older. For sure. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, uh, Jose Iglesias of the Orioles has a club option for 3.5. I don't see why they wouldn't keep it because he has an incredible way to get singles. Yeah. Um, he doesn't walk very much. He doesn't hit for power. Uh, he doesn't strike out much. He just he hits. That, that's what you need. You want He's an average, average guy. That's it. Yeah, you because want to get on this. That I, I watched a video, uh, Foolish Baseball. Great guy. Um, he talked about how Jose Iglesias has like an almost 900 OPS, which is, which is elite. You know, 800 is like almost all-star level 900 would be. Um, And he was doing it despite not, he had only had one home run after like 45 games. He only struck out maybe, I think it was like seven or 8% of the time. And he walked less than that. So he was getting a lot of ground balls, but he was also just getting, he was ripping them singles left, right and center. Yeah, he didn't get 400, but he he was just hitting well. Uh, Marcus Semyon, a lot of A's guys. I am worrying about this A's team. Yeah, they can't pay, they can't pay them all. No, you know they're losing Tommy Lestella. They're losing uh, Semyon. They're losing um, who was the third guy? Jerkson Profar. Right. I mean, that's already three big guys on their team. That I mean, Jerkson Profar had a great year. Tommy Lestella had a great year. Not necessarily all with Oakland. Um, yeah. They're and all then, core players that yeah. they kind of define what Oakland is as a team. 
I think that's half the reason they were a number two seed this year is just because of those players. Um, yeah, we did say that they need some players, but if they're losing all these players and they're not a club option, um, Oakland, you could be going back. back to your old misery days. Yeah. Uh, the only third baseman of note that definitely w- people will want, but the team that had him definitely won't is Justin Turner. Yep. Um, he's He was great for the Dodgers, and people would be, probably be like, why do you think he's not going to stay with the Dodgers? I only think that because he's 36 now. The Dodgers are becoming a younger team. He does not fit with that timeline. No. They need somebody that's, you know, mid to late 20s. And I can guarantee you they probably have somebody for that in their farm system. Oh, 100%. And the uh, Dodgers are a team that can afford that. They're already such an elite team at every other position. They can afford to put some guys in there, test them out. I mean, third base is a really important position, so you want to get it right. Um, but I think that, you know, their, their team is so good. Like all around that, you know, you can afford a couple extra errors at third. You oh, can afford sure. the third, the new third person to strike out a little bit more because they have the bats to support it. The Dodgers are such an unbelievable team that, and they're they're young too, so it's not like they're gonna be losing a lot of these players um, to retirement or whatever. Yeah, um, I think that they can afford that to replace him with a younger guy and develop him. Or yeah, multiple sure. of them. And you know what? They actually there are three guys that I do see as options that are uh, they're at least four years younger than him. Uh, they, so you got DJ LeMahieu. He can play third. Um, now I wouldn't necessarily put him at third. No. But if you need to, you could put him there. You could, and then you could swap uh, Chris Taylor to go to third. Right. Um, he's not too bad. Uh, Tommy Lastella, he can play third base. He's not too bad. Um, and that I mean, he wouldn't have nearly as much of a contract as Turner would probably be asking for. And then Brad Miller, who had a great year this year, which um, I definitely think shocked a lot of people. Yeah, uh, he wasn't one that people expected to be as fantastic as he was, but he definitely is a pick that he that they could use and would be a good uh, fit to replace Justin Turner. I think a fun uh, element of this offseason for signing is gonna be pitchers. There is a decent amount of good pitchers coming up, especially with Bauer. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not the same as last year, but this year definitely has some key players that could change teams mm-hmm. completely. Um, so we'll go on to left fielders now. Keep in mind that all fielders could just pretty much be put anywhere. Uh, center field, maybe not as much, but left uh, and right are pretty interchangeable. Yeah, they can be pretty interchangeable. Um, left could also be fit for like second or shortstop sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Michael Brantley, uh, he's a decent choice. Um, Brett Gardner for 10 mil on the club option. That's, I don't think they're going to keep that. I don't know. Uh, Brett Gardner has been with the Yankees for oh man, forget what year he signed with them, but it is ridiculous it's how been long, long he's time. been there. It's... I don't. He's not worth ten million. He played horrible this year. Yeah, he's, he's definitely old not too. Like, he's how not old a, is this? He is. He's thirty-seven. He's not yeah. a ten mil player. No. Um, he's I... like like maybe a four, four four and a half. You know the AAV, but he's he's kind of a he's a New York native. The guys watch. He goes to the Mets. Huh. it's not gonna happen but just imagine yeah no it's crazy um then we got uh let's see we got marcelo zuna oh man he had a fantastic year he's gonna get that money he's gonna he's gonna get a five-year contract i'm betting it five years um because he had two so he had a couple great years with marlins right then he went to the cardinals and had not bad but not good years and then he had this blowout season with the with the uh braves Oh man, and depending on how far they go, if they end up beating the Dodgers, which would suck for us, um, yeah. Hopefully, it happens in five. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not happening. Um, 
Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of money. Yeah, if this guy can keep up his performance, you know, through the postseason, the postseason is where you like really shine because all the all the stardom is all on you. And if you shine in the postseason when everyone is watching, you're you'll be known, and you have a lot of leverage in and working your contract. Yeah, he's only thirty, um, but I don't think the Braves are gonna resign him. I don't think they have the money for that. No, they got a Cunic contract. A great up. fit that I think he would fit for is the Reds. Um, they they suit his style well. Yeah. Um, and they could use a good DH. He's a great DH. Um, or I guess he would have been fantastic with uh, the American League, and probably still would be because that's another topic, maybe for another day. But the idea that. Uh, even though the National League now has designated hitters, the American League has been dealing with it for longer. Right. So they already have, like, they know how to train them. They've made them better. They know how to, you know, work them up, get them better. Yeah, it's one of those, like, it's weird how it's like the two divisions are separated, but honestly, such a really big rule difference. And it's good. I think it was a good change. I agree. I think you got to put everyone on a neutral playing field. I mean, it's cool to have, like, a little separation between the two, but that'd be, it's, that is a, huge difference oh yeah for sure you know you got an extra whole extra position you got to worry about not to mention you got to develop your pitches to actually be able to hit the ball in the nl so like you get these players i mean shoni anadi i mean he's good for the angels um he can hit the ball and he's an amazing pitcher although now he's struggling i don't know yeah he, i don't know that he's ever going to pitch again i feel bad for him yeah i mean for the time though he was an excellent posi- positional player that could play pretty much everywhere yeah and then you got the last guy that's on the left field is Jock Peterson. Uh, I feel really bad for his situation because he almost got traded um, last year. So uh, he didn't do fantastic. He, he had an okay year. Uh, I think that's definitely going to be part of why he's um, why he's not going to stay with the Dodgers. Right. Uh, not that they really need him. I mean, they were trading him for a reason. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, so center field, we got Kevin Pillar. If you're wanting defense... He's a good choice. He's an unbelievable choice. I think Superman is the is an accurate term for his outfielding ability. But you know what? I can only see him really being with the Rockies just because uh, that's the perfect field for him. It's such a deep field, and he's good with fielding, so it's really going to play to his one benefit because he's not a good bat. No, he, he he's like a 7-8 hitter, but his defensive skill is unbelievable. The amount of ground he can cover. It's not like he's like – He's quick, but he's not, like, overly quick. It's just, like, he can time a ball and read it so well. Yeah. You know, scaling a fence is no problem for him. Um, you know, I was sad to see him when he did leave the Jays. But, unfortunately, I did get to see him in his return game with San Fran to the Jays. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a heartfelt moment for him. You know, really key guy to have in the clubhouse. Uh, and then he kind of went through his phase. You know, he went through San Fran. Um, he went through some other team. And – Rockies. Rockies, right. Um, I think that's where you should go. Rock, it's a good fit. I mean, it's a deep outfield and, you know, with the... And they went through Boston, too. With, yeah, and with, the, the, with the Coors effect, it, it it's a perfect team for them. Um, center fielders uh, have a lot of guys that I was really surprised, and it makes me now realize that Houston's going to be screwed after this year because they have a bunch of big contracts. <laughs> it's like Oakland. They got George Springer going. Marisnik wasn't great, see Springer, but yeah. he's leaving. And then you got Brantley, and then, you know, um, there might be other guys. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and so Starling Marte has a club option, but I don't see the Marlins getting rid of that. Um, he's way too freaking good. Yeah. Way too good to even think of getting rid of. Um, 
yeah, they definitely should keep him. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr. He's okay. I like okay when he was a few years back when he was in Boston. Um, he still is in Boston, is he not? Yeah, I yeah. believe so. Yeah, he, him and Mookie Betts really complement each other well. Uh, being in the outfield together, I found that Bradley Jr. I wouldn't say I don't know. He has more of a, a different kind of playing style, uh, but I, I like him. He's a good player, you know. I, I like Boston as a team. It's a really historic team, and I think that Bradley Jr. deserves to get he deserves to get paid. He de- he deserves some money for sure. Um, this this uh, this season doesn't reflect no, that though. Definitely uh, not. Boston just had a horrible season. I don't know. What happened to that? They lost bets. They lost bets. It shows how much bets is worth and, and that's price, why, and to justify how much LA paid him. Um, Bradley Jr. He's going to leave the team. Uh, he's going to go somewhere. He's going to get paid, and we're never going to hear him again. And they lost Moreland too now, right? You know what's crazy? And I'm only—it's only really kind of occurring to me now. Think back to when that trade happened. They also Dodgers got Price, and they never even had to use him because he yeah. opted out. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's nuts. <laughs> Um, the right field is going to be a very funny position because some of the players are, um, they can opt out of their contracts. Really? None of them are going to do it. I will tell you that right now. So we got Ryan Braun who has a mutual option of 15 million. He's going to want that. I don't know that they're going to want, uh, the Brewers are going to want to give him that. Um, he wasn't that great this year. He's 37, um, years old. He's only got a 4 million buyout. So it, it easily seems possible. Right. You got Yasiel Puig. You got Josh Reddick, another Astro. I love Puig, man. Puig. Oh. He, he's, he is good stuff right there. Yeah, he is. He's just fun to watch. Okay, listen. He's not great. He's not great. No. Uh, he's I, not I great. love him for the league. It was he's, like Robinson yeah. Cano. He's not like, great for like the team no. because the team, you know, they fight with him. But he's just fun to watch. He has a lot of energy. He's like a... To me, he's a more exciting Juan Soto because only only worse. Yeah, no, Puig. He was on the minors for a bit, I believe, like two years ago. You know, weird. His career has been weird. Oh, it's been weird. So uh, weird. He's a good player, though. I, I was always excited to hear. You know, you ever see him come up the bat? He's got some. You know, I think some of these players they're just known because they're weird. They're odd names, like Juan Soto. Not a familiar name is Yasiel Puig. You name me one person named Yasiel. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Or with the last name Puig. Yeah. Like, like, he he doubled down on that, really. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good for his parents. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know. He's he's one of those players where it's like, you know, what? no matter what team he plays for, he will always be remembered. Oh, for No sure. matter where he goes. Yeah. Uh, we also got uh, Cameron Mabin and Steven Souza Jr. Neither really, in, like, heavy impact. I don't mind Souza, though. I find but that- they could... They could have small impact. Uh, Now that he's with the Cubs, I think he's doing a bit better than he was when he was with the Rays. Um, And then the two opt-out contracts, the the really weird ones. The first one that I don't think is going to happen is Castellanos. He could opt out of his remaining three years, $48 million. I don't think he's going to do it because that's like, what, $14 million a year? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well-ish. No. No, no, it's 16. Uh, And no, he's going to keep that, first of all. And second of all, the Reds are becoming an up-and-coming team. The fact that they got knocked out in two straight against the Braves doesn't mean anything because no. they were a fantastic team. They just got somehow unlucky. Like, that was really bad. Um, and then the second contract, which is a person we talked about already, Giancarlo Stanton. He's able to opt out of his seven years, 218, 
which is about 30 million a year. Yeah. He's not going to do it. That's so much money. No, there's he's, he's not. He is one of those players. He's always being injured. Like between him and Judge, it's like they're combined. Maybe combined together, they make up a season. It's not fun. Like it's not Stanton, fun. like you're amazing. You're a power header. You can hit the long ball very well. It's just, are you going to be able to make the at bats? Are you like, going to do it? How many at bats are you going to get a season? Like you can actually like show up and play. Like you, if you are healthy all year long. I mean, yeah, you're worth more than thirty million a year, which is crazy to think about. But yeah. why would, with his like reliance, I don't see it happening. He's not going to opt out. Yeah, uh, we got designated hitter. Uh, we got a few interesting names that aren't going. It's going to be funny to see them kind of fall out of existence after this year. Yoenis Cespedes, after <laughs> being injured for about a year and a half, and then uh, you know the Mets faked that he went missing, but instead he just <laughs> opted out. The missing that was crazy. I that thought was... for sure that like. He'd actually gone missing. Like I yeah, never heard of like bad. you know like a player maybe being kidnapped or something. Like there's a whole new headline happening. It's like yeah, no, not at all. He's just chilling. He's like yeah, no, I don't feel like playing during COVID. I'm good. And then I was like oh well, that was disappointing. Yeah. And then Shinsu Chu, who's 38, he's probably soon done. Nelson Cruz, he's 40, but he's definitely still gonna get a contract. He's good enough. It's not gonna be a crazy contract. Maybe 10 million at most. I wouldn't even see that much. It's a player at 40 years old. But he's been great. That's the issue. Is that yeah. how at what point does he uh decline? I don't know. He's all on player. I've always seen him, you know, in a Mariners uniform. Or if he even wants to continue playing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, at 40, it's like with baseball, you could play into your 40s. You know, you see with you know like R.A. Dickey when he played and you know, David uh Ortiz. You're seeing players playing to their forties, and it's not yeah. super uncommon, I think, for him. What is he, DH? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like he has to worry about fielding either. He just goes up, swings the bat, and hope for the best. Yeah. And then we got Edwin Encarnacion. He had a terrible year, and he has a $12 million club option with a $2 million buyout. They're going to buy him out because yep. he had a terrible year. And they don't he's, want to pay for that contract. And he's 38. He's yeah. he's. I think he's done. He should retire. Uh, he had a great year um, the past couple of years before this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was not, and it's definitely showing that he is declining. Um and then we got J.D. Martinez. He can opt out uh, of the remaining two years and almost $40 million. So I don't think he would do it, but I could see why he would because he could definitely be worth more money and on a different team, especially because Boston should be rebuilding. They kind of are already, and that money could be used better elsewhere, um, maybe saving. We got some starting pitchers. Uh, <laughs> Chris Archer has a club option of $11 million. He's getting booted. Yep. Uh Chase Anderson has a, a club option with the Brewers. I believe so. Or is, the, is that the one that's with the Jays? Yeah, that is the one with the Jays. He's going to get booted. Ha, oh, yeah, is it? Yes. Yeah, it is because Brett Anderson was the one with the Brewers. Right. Um, then we got Homer Bailey. Um, he was with – oh, shoot. I don't even remember now. I don't think that one's really uh, super important. Trevor Bauer is definitely one of the biggest ones. He's 30 years old. Definitely going to get mad money. Yep. Uh, Cy Young, I think, winner this year, although people are still debating it. We got Mike Fires. He's getting older, so he's probably soon done. Rich Hill's 41. He's done. So it's a common trend here. All these players are going to retire. Just because you're hitting free agency doesn't mean you're getting signed. And because COVID's still going. So. Right, so it's a bit more risky for some of these older players to even play. Um, yeah. I definitely see a big drop-off in free agents this year, probably more than really it's ever been. Oh, yeah. And then Jay Happ's 38. He's probably done soon. Cole Hamels is 37. I like uh, Cole Hamels, though. Yeah, he, he's been good. 
Uh, Corey Kluber's 35 with a 17.5 club option. Um, I think he's going to keep it. Uh, I think, and I think they're going to give it to him, but I don't see him as a Ranger. I don't think, not to no. say that I see him as an Indian, although that's where he was before. I just think he should be on a better team than what he is. Yeah. Um, Mike Miner is uh, unrestricted. Uh, Mike Leak has a mutual option for 18 million. I don't think they're going to give him that because um, he's with, who is it? The Diamondbacks or the Mariners? One or the other. I can't remember. Uh, Charlie Morton has a 15 million club option uh, with no buyout um, for the Rays. I think that one's going to be a very interesting one to see if they go through with it or not. That's a lot of money for a 37 year old. Yeah, and especially when it was only an average season this year. Yeah, unless you're convinced that he's going to absolutely be lights out next year, I don't think that it's worth it, especially with that amount of money. I think you're almost better off putting it, investing it in some young up, um, upcoming players. Um, because with the upcoming, you can afford to buy quite a few players with that amount of money. Um, and then just hope one pans out. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's justifiable as to why you paid them. Whereas you're going to pay a 37 year old that amount for what, maybe two seasons? Yeah. Then you got Jake Odorizzi, James Paxton. You got Rick Parcello. They're finally getting rid of that contract. Woohoo. Um, Marcus Stroman, uh, Tanaka, Tehran. Tanaka, I bet you retires. Stroman, I don't know where Tanaka's he's going. Tanaka's only 32, go. though. Yeah, I don't know. Tanaka, yeah, that is pretty young. But uh, Tanaka, I feel Although he like, seems like he's so old. He feels old and he almost looks old, too. I was watching him the other night and, he, you know, he's, his stuff was playing there. like he's 40. Yeah, that's. I don't think a retirement's out of the question. Maybe he goes somewhere else, or maybe maybe he got a couple of years left. Stroman, though, I have no idea where he would go. I don't know. He opted out, so I don't really know. He's uh, an open player. Wainwright is probably going to retire. He's thirty nine now. Um, and then they got a bunch of Jays um, pitchers. You know, you got Taiwan Walker. You got yeah, uh, Taiwan Walker. Was sad to see him on that list, but I mean, you know, free up some cap. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. They're pitching. Some serious issues. They need they need Taiwan Walker back because he was great. Yeah. Uh, I think they need to put Robbie Ray in a relieving position. Mm-hmm. Um, get Pearson back to full health. Maybe put him in a closer position. Yep. Get rid of Giles. Um, yeah, and then go from there. So we got a bunch mm-hmm. of relieving pitchers. I got to get close because there's a lot of them. <laughs> we got Dylan Patances. It's got a player option. Uh, he's going to keep it because it's $6 million. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Brad Boxberger, Brad Brock. Um, Alex Colomay, Ken Giles, they're not going to pick him back up. No, there's no way. He's really expensive. And as a closer, I don't think he really demonstrated how good he was this year. I mean, it's not like he was really given the time to either. He was injured no. pretty early on. And then for like the entire season. Yeah, literally for the rest of the year. So. I, well, I think he's out next year anyways because he's got Tommy John uh, okay, coming yeah. up. So I think he's out. Um, then we got Liam Hendricks, the best one on yeah. the list for sure. I don't have to see the rest. <laughs> um Ian Kennedy, we got Darren Aday, he but he's got a club option. Um Sergio Romo's got a club option as well, but he's I don't think they're gonna get rid of that. Oh no, a lot of club options here. I think the team a lot of Kirby teams, Yates. A lot of teams have big. a chance to resign a lot of these players. Um, but it seems like the common trend is a lot of players are gonna opt out. Um their opt-out contracts are decent. Um but they're not necessarily super convincing. I would say, especially the for the clubs. Especially for the clubs, I would say the exception would be Stanton at thirty million. Uh, that's pretty significant. It's I mean, worth keeping. Hundred percent worth keeping because if he actually plays, you know, you're gonna be optimistic that he actually maybe plays a decent amount of a season. And at thirty million with the Yankees roster is not that horrendous. I mean, you got to play for uh, pay for um, Garrett Cole. Uh, 
Speaking of Garrett Cole, how do you think he pitched the, the other night against uh, Tampa? Pretty good, actually. I thought it was de- it was definitely worth his money. Um, not during the regular season, but the postseason no. so far, yeah, he's been worth it for sure. I think that. Oh man, the uh, man, poor Chapman, uh, pitching. I feel bad for him. I feel <laughs> bad. He is getting so unlucky with like all these like walk offs, game ending, game sevens. He is not. I, Never no, again. Yeah, no, I think uh, Chapman. I don't know. It's it's hard for him because he's such a talented player. He just throws velocity. He throws serious heat, um, especially in the closer where he can just throw as hard as he can for you know a good inning, inning and a half if need be. It just sucks. He's putting in all these scenarios. I mean, at the end of the day, though, that's what you're getting paid to do. That's probably one of the best closers in the league. Oh, throwing sure. that fast. Yeah. You need to be able to close out game sevens and not give up walk off home runs. Yeah. Well, I think we're gonna end it off on that. We got. We talked about all our trade rumors, or not trade rumors, I guess just free agents. We talked about our uh, last round. We talked about our new round. Yeah. We're going to see Dodgers poster. Yeah, it's supposed to come in by, I think, 8 o'clock tonight. So yeah. we were hoping it would come in, you know, today, earlier. But, I mean, at the end of the day. But it definitely didn't. No, obviously you can't see it. So hopefully next week, well, definitely by next week, it'll obviously be up. Uh, something to look forward to. And then hopefully we can see the progression on these walls get filled with whatever all stuff we decided to put on it. Yeah, exactly. And so, as you can see, we also got padding. Um, hopefully, the echoes a little bit. We're better. investing here. Um, although I'm having a hard time keeping them stuck because some of them are, um, I don't know. I think it's just the foam. But could be. Who knows? Oh, we'll we'll have it figured out, and hopefully, we'll get some more. We'll have some more up on the wall so we can uh, get the sound staying great. Uh, sure. And I mean, we got lighting and a good mic already, so we're we're getting there. We're getting there. We're gonna be good. It's progress. Don't worry. Yeah. All right, signing off. All right, see ya.